Hey, this is Adam, and this is my podcast, Mile High Stash. We ask guests what five albums they would take to a remote Colorado cabin in the event of a zombie apocalypse, armed with only food, water, and a crank-powered Victrola. Big thanks to everyone who came out to number 38 in Denver last Saturday for the first ever live recording of a Mile High Stash episode. We had a lot of fun with uh, Fox Feather playing a show and getting interviewed by me in between sets. You'll hear that episode very soon. Um, I was fucking terrified to speak on stage because I've always played the drums and bands and never had to talk or sing. It kind of felt like that Will Ferrell scene in old school where he's so nervous that he blacks out and says exactly what he needed to say. So I guess it went well. Uh, and we'll do another live recording of Mile High Stash with a band soon. Um, our guest today is Lisa Siciliano, who is one of my favorite rock and roll photographers around here, along with George Blosser and Michael Emanuele and others. Um, but Lisa's got her own spectacular style with black and white shots that are just stunning and unique. Um, and she has a way with artists that really puts them at ease. She has shot a bunch of bands I've been in from Gasoline Lollipops to the Yoppers and Rolling Harvest. And her photos of <laughs> the big names are uh, framed all over Colorado venues like the Boulder Theater and the Fox and Red Rocks. Lisa and I recorded our interview a while ago, and it was adorable how her husband kept asking what about Lisa's episode? So I've been really excited to share it, but I just got backed up with playing shows and parenting and writing. And um, I just got back from Puerto Rico, actually. Um, we recorded our interview right before David Crosby's unfortunate passing. So our conversation about both of our experiences talking with David Crosby is a little dated, as you'll hear. Uh, you know what's not dated? 105.5 The Colorado Sound They have all the best new uh, Colorado music Along with really unexpected uh, Choices from across Many genres and areas And eras of music um, I just love the Colorado Sound DJs uh, Ron and Margot And uh, Goat You know, Chris K And I love what they play um, You can hear the Colorado Sound All over the front range And just go to thecoloradosound.org as well. Anyway, here's my conversation with a wonderful Boulder photographer, Lisa Siciliano, after a few words from our generous sponsor, Savory Cuisines. Shout out to Bob, um, whose vans I'm sure you've seen rolling all over Boulder. Looking for a professional Boulder, Colorado catering company with an excellent reputation for service and food? Savory Cuisines Catering works to provide the very best catering services in the Boulder and Denver metro areas by consistently delivering superior service, extensive menus, and unforgettable events. They use only the freshest and most flavorful ingredients prepared and served by their experienced and professional staff, led by the one and only Bob Sargent. Your party, wedding, or corporate event will sparkle with Savory's wide array of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. With 20 years in business here in Boulder, with exceptional high-quality service, Savory is the ideal catering company for your next event. Head to savorycuisines.com for more info. We're here with uh, Lisa Siciliano. Did I say that it good? That was very good. Yeah. That's probably the best I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm slightly Italian. Are, are you? Uh, yeah, Sicilian. Half. Half Romanian. Yeah. Yep. And your husband, is your husband French? He's Haitian. Haitian? Yeah. Oh. Jacques Armand. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lisa is one of, if not the most well-known kind of, I guess I call you a rock and roll photographer. A rock and roll photographer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> In Colorado. And um, um, one of the reasons that I know Lisa is because she's uh, photographed uh, some bands I've been in, I think. The Yoppers and mm -hmm. oh, Gaston yeah. Lollipops. Yeah. But mostly because you do their Murder by Death shows. Yes. Every year. <laughs> Excited about that. Yeah. 
Adam actually just wrote me and was like, are you in? I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Ten years. Heck yeah. Yeah. And how did you get involved with them? They just called me. They had Someone had told them about me, and they called me, and I've been doing it ever since. So, you know, you get with someone and do a good job, they invite you back. Yeah. Well, that must be the story of your life because <laughs> you have this great <laughs> reputation at these venues that I'm sure other photographers would die to be. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good thing. I really, really, really enjoy what I do mm-hmm. and that I think is the most important part of it. You know, I think if yeah. you get in it for the wrong reasons and think that you're going to be some superstar or whatever, that's, it's just not the same. Like I never even thought I'd get to this point. I just wanted to take pictures yeah. and that was always the motto, just take pictures. Yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like on the border of Pennsylvania, right? Kind of by, um, West Virginia. They call it the rust belt. Yeah. So I, I left there. I went to Kent State back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty old. And uh, then I went to New Orleans for a year, and then I came out here in 92, and I've been here ever since, so 30 years in Boulder. I'm from Pittsburgh. And oh, so you yeah. know where Youngstown's Youngstown at. is yeah. so close that the accent is really Yeah, exactly, like Ian's and, yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Concert. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your first camera. My first camera, I was 10 years old, yeah. and it was a Canon A1. My dad got it for me for Kmart from Kmart for Christmas, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool to be able to stop time. Mm. Like, that just seemed like the coolest thing to me, to be able to freeze a moment, mm. because that's like magic, right? Yeah. So I got a little, you know, I got a little tripod, and I would take pictures of my friends and myself, and I loved it. But I never really thought of it after that. I never took any classes in high school or anything like that. I just like messing around with it because I thought it was like a superpower. And uh, did you have um, an interest in other photographers? I mean, I I liked to look at pictures. That was always like my fun thing to do would like grab the photo albums, you know, from my grandma's house or my aunt's house and look at old pictures. So it wasn't like I was like studying photographers or looking at photographers. It was just like I was really, really interested in pictures and that like kind of history and stopping time and I wonder what this person was thinking or doing when this was taken type of thing, you know? So it was, it was fascinating to me. And then when I got into college, I started modeling like just for fine art photographers. Mm -hmm. And that fascinated me too, because it was just me, but how each one looked so different. And that, that's Mm -hmm. what kind of made me think, oh, it's not just the person I'm looking at. It's the person that's taking the picture that makes a picture and that was the first time like the idea of wow the photographer has a lot of input into this picture actually like came to me Hmm. and did you study photography at Kent State no never took a photography class Uh in my life ever yeah I went to school for mass communications and journalism which that's totally pointless at this point like the stuff I learned but I thought I was going to be a DJ so yeah and I I um, interned at a record company who now I cannot remember their name, but they were up in Cleveland. I did mm-hmm. internship. Oh, Virgin Records. I did an internship there, and I thought I was going to work in the music business in that aspect. Right. But after doing that internship, I realized I, that's not my personality, uh-huh. and I would be absolutely terrible at that. So I started bartending and waitressing in rock clubs and yeah. didn't really know what I was going to do. What was your first experience uh uh, photographing a show that was here in boulder at the fox i had been working there already for like maybe like so six years and my husband was playing in a band mm-hmm. and i had just bought this camera from my neighbor it was a pentex k1000 she happened to be selling it i was like oh that sounds fun i'll buy it mm-hmm. i hadn't had a real camera since that canon i had at 10 so i bought it and i took a couple pictures of them and I was like, oh, these aren't so bad. And then I brought it again and took a couple more pictures. And I was like, oh, this looks like a real picture. Like, that's what I would always mm. say at the beginning. Like, this looks like a real picture, you right. know? So that's how I got started. And within a year, I was working at Red Rocks. So it was like quick, quick and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember your first experience, like, you know, taking pictures of a band and what the that relationship was? You know, just standing there and knowing, okay, this person is... Uh, in relationship with me and is looking that's what I love about it I've always felt like kind of almost like a band member because it really is a relationship and I think a lot of people don't think of it that way Uh and I think that's like something I have different like I really 
listen to the music and feel the music and kind of know when, and it's a three-way relationship because the light guy is, Mm -hmm. or girl, is, um, is involved too, because you have to have all those three things come together. You have to have the musician doing something that is worth photographing. Like to Mm -hmm. me, it doesn't matter who it is, like Willie Nelson or Metallica, if they're just standing there and nothing's happening, there's really no reason to take a picture, you know? So there has to be the musician doing a moment that moves me, that says something to me, and then it has to be the right light at the same time. And then I have to be on it too and make sure I... And connecting with those. So those three yeah. things have to come together, and then you have magic. How often do you talk with a lighting person and say, you know what, this isn't working? Very rarely, because I'm afraid. <laughs> I usually have my husband go, yeah. or I have someone else go if I need to. Mm-hmm. And the only time I do that is if a band hires me, and I'm like, okay, these people are spending $500 yeah. or yeah. whatever it is to have me come shoot this, mm-hmm. and this isn't going to work. So then I will feel like I can go talk to the light guy. Yeah. But if you're at Pepsi Center, obviously you're not going to talk to the light guy. You know, you're just going right. to, and at Pepsi Center, you're, you know, unless it's Pearl Jam, like we just had, which was mm. not good. Um, you're going to have great lights. So, yeah. you know, and in and, and those kind of big shows, it's almost like too much light sometimes. So, right. you know. And you're pretty close at the Pepsi Center. Like I've been in the photo pit and even if the light was bad, yeah. maybe you're so Usually. Close. We just shot Pearl Jam and they had us way in the back and they were sitting down and there was no light at all the first three songs. I mean, it was literally just like a dark figure on the stage and I could barely see him and I was like... Uh, gorillas did the same thing. You know, like, did. why just yeah. tell us no? I'd rather just yeah. say no and not waste my time in film and, yeah. you know. They so. told us at... Um, the last minute that you had to go back? The Gorillas said, look, you can be up front for the first two or three songs but then when me and the other journalists were there walking in through the tunnel they said they changed their mind well we don't want you in the photo pit we want you on the side of the stage behind the soundboard oh yeah that's terrible i know good picture yeah yeah it's not fun so i actually i just decided you know what i'm gonna take pictures from my seat and zoom in because the seats were good yeah it was actually better yeah Yeah. sometimes it is Yeah, yeah for sure so speaking of moments Firstly, it's kind of weird because people can see, but they can hear. But I can share these on the website and and sort of the icon for the episode. But this is your photo of Tom Petty. Yeah. And what can you tell me about this moment? You know, I always like when there's a movement like that up or down, you know, because it's something different. So you're just feeling the song and you kind of... Sometimes, too, they'll repeat that type of motion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, when he gets to this part again, this he's going to do middle. something interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was kind of like that. It was kind of like the ending of a song. It's almost which, like a tell at some point. Exactly. Yeah. An ending mm-hmm. of songs are usually good, you know, because usually there's a big, like, mm, like crescendo moment, you know. Where and the lights off just, and get really bright. Exactly. So mm-hmm. so that's kind of what that moment was when I shot that picture. And that was at Mile High Music Fest. Oh. Um, and he was the headliner there. So that's when I took that. So that was on the big stage. And, and he Dick's also just looks goods? at Dick's, yeah. yeah. And he also just looks really into it to me in that picture, you know, really focused. And, mm. and also he's playing acoustic guitar, which is, you know, you don't always see him with that. Yeah. Um, when you look at a photo, do you, I mean, I'm sure this is hard because I don't even do this, but do you remember what song it was? That I don't, because it was a long time ago. But a lot of times I do. You do? And I also know when the moment... Like, So I still shoot film Mm -hmm. um, exclusively for concerts. I don't do any digital. But I know before I develop the film which shots came out. You know what I mean? I don't have to like look at the back. I know in my head, like, oh, I can't wait to see this shot. And it was during this song. So um, that's something interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, you're the only one that I know, especially... In, in the music scene, who says, it, it's not about how fast I'm doing this. It's, yeah. it's about <laughs> developing them. Yeah, I'll just wait. I'll wait to shoot the shot, and I'll wait to see the shot, you yeah. know? and Because, like I said before, for me, I'm doing it differently than a lot of people because who I work for, um, like the Colorado Sound, mm-hmm. they allow me to do this. If I was working for one of the promoting companies, I would not be able to do live nation, anything like Uh that. AG live nation, because 
you have to do you got to get the whole band you have to you have to do all the things you know so if i was coming to work for a band Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do exactly like you said i'm gonna check all the things off Mm. get the whole band you know get these two together get singles exactly exactly like shooting a wedding Mm -hmm. these are the things that you need Mm -hmm. to get um and then i'll do some of my own thing i mean i would love one day to get hired just for me but i don't feel like most people hire me for me. Like they like that. They see that and mm. they want that. But then they say, make sure you get this, make sure you get that, you know? Yep. So they still want the things. So when I'm shooting for the Colorado Sound and the Boulder Theater, I have the advantage of being able to create this art the way I see it. So I don't need to get like all these specific things. I just need to get this one picture that's like the picture yeah. in my eyes, you know? Yeah. So I'm when I'm going out to shoot... I'm trying to create an iconic shot that someone's going to want to blow up really big and put on their wall and something that you're going to think of when you see that band. You know, there's been a couple. I I know you have the picture there of BB. Um, People are like, you didn't take that. That's a famous picture. I'm like, Uh I took that picture because people see that picture and think of him, you know. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I feel really lucky that I can do that. So when Mm -hmm. I go in there. That's in my head of like, I just want to create a moment that really, really, really says something. Yeah. Yeah. Because all moments don't, you know. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the whole theme of the show, you know, is, is, um, it's a spin on the desert island question. Mm -hmm. So instead of a desert, desert island, you are, um, stranded in a cabin somewhere in Colorado, which I'm sure you can imagine Uh because you've been here for a long time. And, uh, you know, there's a zombie apocalypse. And unfortunately, you don't know whether your husband and your daughter are alive. You know, it's terrible. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> so it's just you. And, it, and uh, you know, you have enough food and water uh, indefinitely. Well, that's good. And, and you have a crank-powered Victrola, so like an old All record right. player, and five vinyl albums okay. of your choice. So what is your number one choice Joni Mitchell Blue Joni Mitchell Blue yeah I've been yeah. listening to that till, since I was in eighth grade my boyfriend at the time turned me on to it and I just it's probably my favorite album but also if I'm playing that I'm usually pretty sad and if yeah. my daughter and husband weren't there I'd yeah. probably be pretty sad so yeah. that would be appropriate <laughs> but yeah it's just every lyric every intonation like every single thing about that album I just love yeah and it's it's uh soothing it is it's well. soothing and sad at the same time yeah yeah <laughs> you're probably going to need some soothing in this <laughs> situation um this second photo is of uh, george clinton right? yeah i love that picture um and you were talking about moments and each of these photos here are you know it's a moment i, I can just describe yeah thank you um He's wearing. <laughs> He's wearing a George thing. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> shiny tutu. That's, yeah. You know, either dollar bills or just something tin foil. Yeah. <laughs> and he's given devil horns. He is. And he's wearing shades. So yeah. what do you? So that is a perfect example of where the light, the light technician, because they don't like when I call them light guys or light mm, gals. Yeah. The light technician, yeah. light artist, comes in because that shot would be cool. Um, in itself, but mm-hmm. the lights, the way they're coming down around him just makes it yeah. a thousand times cooler and the little light in his um, shades. And so I have like four shots of that same shot mm-hmm. because he stood there for a minute. But that one, everyone is just like very, very slightly different. But that one is like the shot because of the lights coming down and the light in his eyes. And it's just so rock and roll, you know, yeah. and he just looks so just how his his face is proud up you know yeah exactly it's just everything about that is perfect to me and it's like when I come home from a show because I've been doing it for 25 years I um most of the film is good like there's Mm -hmm. always good shots on there I don't really take bad shots generally at this point in my career but then there's the shot that's above all the good shots you know sort of like I mean you're a musician if you write an album there's going to be like 10 good songs on there, however many yeah. they are, but then there's going to be that one song that yeah. becomes the hit, you know, yeah, because it's single. Like, it's yeah. the one, mm. that's the single of right. my stuff, you know. What's your relationship with social media? I hate it. I know it's hard for <laughs> photographers I because it's it. like, here it is, everything's free. 
I, it, you know, yeah. that part, I don't mind. I hate safe social media in general. Yeah. Um, I don't put watermarks on my pictures. I figure if someone's going to try to steal a low-res version, then mm. that's their problem. You yeah. know, I don't really, I don't care like a lot of people do. To me, it ruins it when you put the name or your logo across it. So I never do that. I just put it as a piece of art. Mm. I assume that most people aren't going to take it. But I have seen, there's been times I've gone to like shows and seen flyers of stuff people took off and it's all pixelated. That's the part that kind of bothers me the most is that mm. it looks like crap, you know, and it's like, dang it, you could have just asked me, you know? Right. So um, I just, it, it's also frustrating though, like you say, because I have this huge storage space of all this created work, mm-hmm. but basically I just, put these pictures online, people look at them, they say, wow, that's amazing, and blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. They move on to the next thing where it's like, is this really what I'm doing this for? You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's such a weird thing because you want to get it out there and it's a free way to get it out there. But then people think that's the thing. Oh, cool. I got to see one of her pictures and it yeah. made me smile or it made me cry or whatever. And then they move on. Right. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a weird thing because at the same time, if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be able to get my work out there. So it's a catch-22. I, I honestly, if I can do anything to go back to 1992, I yeah. would. Like, I just, I miss the old days. And Well, the other thing in 1992 that I was going to ask you about is there must have been a shift for you where you were kind of the only one taking photos at a show. Yeah, it was now so, you go to a show so less people. Yeah, I mean, photos. everybody's a photographer these days. Everybody's yeah. got a camera. Everybody's yeah. got a camera in their phone, yeah. you know? So it's a very, very, very different thing. And I had someone, a client just last week, was just doing a family portrait, but he's just like, well, you've got the camera for it, so that's why we hired you. It's like, it's not about the camera. Like, it drives me nuts, you yeah. know? Or people, I'll go to a concert, and the people in the front row at the Pepsi Center will be like, how do you get to do that? You know, like... I have a camera. How do you get to do that? And it's like, oh, so it's, it's a lot different. And back in the day it was tight, you know, that was like a core group of us that would be at all the shows and, you know, it was all film then. So people were a lot more serious about it. And a lot of people just didn't do it because you Mm. couldn't really do it as a hobby because it costs too much, you know? So it was a whole different, whole different scene and a whole different vibe. And I think the other thing that drives me nuts about social media and, technology and phones is that everybody is used to seeing things in like a little you know a tiny little frame like a a little screenshot or a little profile picture you know and so that's why at my shows I started blowing stuff up really really big because I feel like it makes an impact to see something in print and I would much rather see like I like to buy photo books and like look through them I like album covers because I think there's just so much more impact to see the actual thing printed out and big compared to just on a phone. Like everybody's showing their things on a phone and it's so small and I don't know. Do you also do promo photos for bands? Oh yeah. Yeah. I do tons of promo photos and um, I do album covers. I've done, I think 29 album covers at this point. So. And how can bands get in touch with you if if they want? I have a website and it's dogdaysrocks.com mm. and they can get a hold of me there. They can see all the yeah. album covers. Well, just I've so done. everybody knows, it's dogdays, D O G D A Z E rocks.com. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I picked that name, I didn't know that any of this would happen and now I have to mm-hmm. kind of explain it yeah. <laughs> to people. No, it's a pun. But, That's not hard to, you know, you know, Z's are cool. I like the word Z. I mean, the letter Z. Yeah, I always yeah, yeah, yeah. thought it was a cool letter. <laughs> Doesn't get used enough. <laughs> okay. So you're in this cabin and Joni Mitchell's there with you. So yeah. Who's the second artist there with you? It's uh, Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin oh, yeah. because yeah. I love Led Zeppelin. They're, well, look, I have a Led Zeppelin yeah. shirt on. Yeah. It's probably my favorite band, and I love all of their albums. But for one, I picked that one because I've always loved that one because it's harder and just weird. Mm-hmm. And there's some really intense songs on there, yeah. but also because it's double, so I get two yeah. for one. <laughs> it's also... <laughs> It's got some heavy hitters, but then it's got like Down by the Seaside, which yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's such a great album. There's just so much different stuff on there. So, yeah. That's a nice, you know, uh, Zombie Apocalypse or Desert Island disc because it's right. long, too. Yeah. Like said. It's long and it's got, you know, in my time of dying in case I was yeah. not going to make it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This photo is a, a flea. Yes. And he's down on his knees 
and he's he's almost in like a prostrating, mm-hmm. um, a holy feeling stance. That was kind of one of those shots where it was like, okay, I got it. And that was right when they came out. Like he yeah. came out and started the show and it was like, I don't really even need to shoot anymore. I mean, of <laughs> course I did, but I knew, I knew I got it. And that's just one of those things too, because I also like these kind of photos where it's not obvious right away who it is. Like you don't see their face right in the shot, you know, but mm-hmm. if you look at that, you're going to know it's Flea. If you, you know, know if you know, if you yeah, know music, you know, exactly. And I love the, um, the reflection on the shiny floor, like just everything about that. And it, and you've probably noticed from most of my photos, I like to keep it almost as a portrait, you know, so it's like very black mm-hmm. in the background of most of the stuff I shoot because I just like to really focus on that one yeah. person. I noticed something about this one. It was that he was, uh, he has a tattoo, I think of Prince, but then he's also got a Jaco Pastorius. Oh, interesting. Strap. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I didn't even notice yeah. that. I bet my husband did because he's a bass player. That's awesome. Yeah, and this one I have blown up really big that I, yeah. I put out. And um, you can just even see like the, the veins and stuff in his fingers on that shot. And My favorite thing about this shot is the reflection of the bass, which yeah. looks like it's... It's he's playing in the rain. It does. Yeah. It looks like a like a street that's like all slick, you yeah. know. So it's a gorgeous photo. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's Do one you of my favorite. What show it was it was not the last one where they played at Mile High, but the one before that at Pepsi Center. Yeah. So two times ago. <laughs> the Pepsi Center is the only large venue, you know, sports arena, whatever I've ever been to. That's also actually really good for rock concerts Mm -hmm. and i'm surprised by that yeah the sound is good it is and the energy yeah i agree i agree it's fun i mean when i was young growing up um my whole wall was full of van halen which Mm. i'm sure we're going to talk about later (laughs) but um that's all i had the entire thing was plastered with concert photos of van halen and i never in my life thought that i'd be like escorted up to the front Mm. in a concert of a stadium or an arena to be able to photograph, which I have photographed Van Halen. Um, I never in a million years would have ever thought that because it just seemed like the coolest thing ever. And there's something about, I mean, I love shooting at the Boulder theater. That's probably one of my favorite places. And I love small places too, but there's something about an arena show of the excitement, especially if there's like a curtain that's going to drop, you know, and you're just sitting there like so amped up waiting for Mm -hmm. that moment that that's, there's something really cool about that that you yeah. don't get at smaller venues. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you whether um, you have a, a venue that it, does, it doesn't even matter of who's playing. You just like to shoot at that venue. The Boulder Theater is definitely one of them. There's yeah. just something about it, the way the stage is like rounded and the wood and mm-hmm. the oldness of it and the Where do you the shoot lights. there? Um, usually you just go where you want. They almost never have a pit. So, you know, I just kind of go around to the sides. I just kind of make my way around the little ring, you know, and then of course the Fox, just because that's where I learned and that's where I taught myself. And it's also kind of lends itself to my type of shooting because the Fox is just like a black box, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it's literally, it literally does what I do with my photos and just focuses your eye straight to mm-hmm. the front because everything else is just kind of like this black void. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and Red Rocks, of course, who doesn't love shooting at Red Rocks? So yeah. unless it rains, unless it rains and you're freezing cold and your camera's getting wet and you know, you're having how do you feel about there suddenly being a roof at Red Rocks? It's weird. I it's, it's, it's like weird. It. And, and I actually, I struggle. I struggle. There's, Sometimes because people expect the rocks to be a part of the shot, you know, so it depends on what kind of setup they have. Like sometimes bands have amazing setups. Like I just did Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, which was amazing. And then they light up the rocks really beautifully. But when you get that opening band and it's still light out and there's nothing you know, making it pretty. It's just kind of not as great as people think there because you can see like the sound guy over here and you could see the big things that they put there now to hold up the roof. I mean, I think it's good for musicians because there's been so many times they've had to stop stuff because it was raining and I think it's safer probably electronically, you know, (laughs) not getting fried or whatever. Um, But it is something that you have to be aware of now that you didn't before. Mo- mostly the things that are holding the roof, you know, that are off yeah. to the side now. So, what you were talking about with the opening band is 
really true. Some of the best photos that I've gotten of bands at Red Rocks were the opening bands mm-hmm. because it was sunset. You could really see the rocks. Mm-hmm. As long really as there's not like, you know, the other band's equipment behind with yeah. garbage bags over them yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. which is not yeah. fun either. Yeah. Well, you notice everything, obviously. Everything, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, this next photo. That was at Red Rocks. That was taken at Red Rocks. It's Dolly Parton, and she's wearing a fringed yes, she is. white top and a, and a fringe skirt, and she's just smiling. She's, it's just so Dolly, right? You know, I have some of her playing guitar from that concert that yeah. I like a lot, and this one, though, is just so Dolly to me. Like, she just looks friendly and inviting, and mm-hmm. you want to go in her house and eat some biscuits, you know? <laughs> like, she just is, it's like the quintessential Dolly Parton. She looks like she's explaining something to you that's really, she's excited. Right? Yeah. She was very excited that night. That was right before she, that actually she was explaining. So thinking about like songs, that was right before she starts shooting Jolene or singing Jolene. I was shooting Jolene. Mm -hmm. She was singing Jolene, which that's one thing when it's a song that I love, I Mm -hmm. have to make sure I'm not moving around. Right. (laughs) Especially that was from the soundboard. So I was hand holding a 300 and... You can't, like, be, it's like, all right, just, like, I know you love this song, but mm. you just got to, like, not move around or you're going to make it blurry. <laughs> just feel it. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard for me. <laughs> I've heard from a lot of people that they were at, at the Dolly Parton show at Red Rocks, and they were stunned um, at the fact that she, she's such a star, she's such an icon, and they saw the show and said, well, wait, actually, she's also just, like, an incredible yeah, she's just like a Singer, person. Yeah. Oh, she's good. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, yeah. especially at that age, it yeah. sounded just like the record. Yeah. And and she had a great band with her, and she just mm-hmm. it was great. It was a really good moment. I I've shot her before at um, down in Denver, where I also do house photography at Belco, and we had to shoot it from the soundboard there, which is mm-hmm. like much, much, much further up. So mm-hmm. the pictures are like so small. And as yeah. I was walking out of that show. As I came down the steps, I snuck like two shots and, right. and got the shots that I actually used from that show. But this one, we were at the soundboard at Red Rocks and it was like much closer. Yeah. And yeah. When you're doing live concert photography, it, it's all black and white, right? It's all black and white. Yeah. Unless a band hires me and then I'll give them like... Their option. A little... No, I don't give them an option. I just uh-huh. give them a little bit of color. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even hard for me because it's it's kind of like... Hiring someone that plays heavy metal drums and then Mm. saying, can you do some jazz drum? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, why are you hiring me? You know, it's a little weird Mm. for me. And I, I get that people want color, but I'm getting to a point where I'm probably going to start not doing it at all, you know, just because it's just not what I do for that. And so I try to like accommodate, but it never feels right to me. I mean, when I do weddings and album covers and stuff I do color yeah. but with the concert stuff I just want to do black and white film yeah. I saw a thing recently on a guy that does street photography and he went to some conference he's really great he's in in Brooklyn and um, I'm spacing his name but he's a great photographer and I watched him on um, YouTube and he went to this conference with these big time street photographers and he laid out his work and it was like part black and white and part color, although he really wanted to do black and white. And they talked amongst themselves and they're like, you don't ever have to shoot color again. And he was just like, it really gave me permission because it doesn't matter how bright a scene is or you're going past some, you know, um, houses that are brightly colored and you're like, oh, I should probably shoot color for this. He's like, I was able to throw that all out the window and just see it like I see it in black and white. And that's sort of like me, like sometimes bands want color because they have all these color spotlights or Mm -hmm. lasers or whatever, but that's not really what I do. And when I'm shooting concerts, that's not even how I think or how I do it. So it's hard for me when I do do that color because I'm thinking in a whole different, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. in a whole different way, which is really complicated. I mean, you wouldn't think it was, but when I'm shooting that stuff, I'm seeing it like I know it's going to turn out on the film because also film reads stuff differently too. It reads lights differently than digital does. So you're just like thinking in a whole different whole different thing. So it makes it a little bit challenging when I'm trying to do too, but I'm still trying to like, you know, accommodate people. Like I don't want them to hire someone else. And, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm in my mid fifties now. I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm kind of like, okay, maybe I should just stick true to me. Cause I always do. The only time I accommodate is if somebody is like hiring me to do, you know, their performance. 
So yeah. I don't know. Maybe next time someone calls to hire me, I'll say like, hey, are you cool with me just doing black and I white? Because that's kind of what I do, you yeah. know, because it's it also is your, like. It's your signature. Yeah, exactly. So when I see your photos, even if I don't know that it's you, I always know it's you. I'm always like, oh, that's that must awesome. be That's awesome. That's so good to hear. That makes oh, me happy. Sure. It is so much like a tattoo artist yeah. in that um, a lot of people will pay a lot of money to go to a certain artist and then argue with them and tell them exactly yeah, what they want. Exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's an interesting thing to me because it's just kind of like they see the stuff. And I think part of it is they're kind of afraid too because everybody has this idea of what it should be. Mm-hmm. So I think people look at them and they're like, oh, we really want this. Ooh, but I don't know. Most people use color. Should we, you know? So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of interesting to me. And I think there's a lot of great color photographs. And I like looking at color concert photographs where it's like bright and saturated. But that's just not what I personally yeah. do. Just like, you know, you play a certain type of music. And I'm sure you like other types of music. But you wouldn't play that type of music, right. you know? So There's good things about both. Like, um, you probably know uh, Michael Emanuele. Who does yeah. Backstage Flash. His thing is the saturated color. Yeah. That's him. So you see his photo and you know, oh, that's Michael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which you're like polar opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got uh, Joni Mitchell and then Led Zeppelin. So what's your third? The Doors, L.A. Woman. Oh, nice. I'm a huge Doors fan and I'm in love with Jim Morrison, even though he's dead. Our birthdays are close together and I just like... I had a picture of him, a concert photo that I carried around for years to all these different places I lived. I carried it across the country. It was it was full length. It went all the way from the floor up to the ceiling. It was black and white. Mm. Looked like something I would shoot. It was skinny, so it was like like the size of him. And he had on his leather, and he's just like got his leg bent and the way he was looking at me. And I just loved that poster. But I love the Doors music too. I just think they're weird and different, and nobody sounds like the Doors, you know, at all. You would never like you would never listen to the doors and think it was someone else you know which also makes me think about my photography and Mm -hmm. like this is what i do you know like the doors and they've and within the doors they had all their different little weirdness of each album you know like the soft parade everybody like you know hated that album i loved it i thought it was so cool and just he's such a great poet and his Mm -hmm. voice and I've seen Robbie Krieger a bunch of times, and um, I saw when the doors came through with that other singer from The Cult. Yeah. Like, God, that was probably like 15 years ago or something like that. It was a while ago, and I couldn't get into it. Like, I was excited to see the doors, but not the same. So um, that album, though, the bluesiness of that album Mm -hmm. and just, oh, God, I love it so much. I've listened to that album probably more than any other album yeah, I'm just imagining it's snowing and you're stranded and you don't know if if all of mankind is dead except for you <laughs> and Riders on the Storm. Yeah, Riders on, on the Storm. And then like cranking up like, well, I've been down so goddamn long. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I put that on my answering machine and clients, I'm sure, call. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hire her for yeah. my kid's bar mitzvah. <laughs> it, it's funny because Jim Morrison looked... And sounded very old. I know. And he was like 26. I know. Right yeah, craziness, yeah. you know, with the beard. And he just was an old soul. And yeah. just there was something different about him. And I, I, it would be interesting to see, like, what would have become of him and his mm-hmm. music had he lived. Yeah. Because I think it would be really soulful and cool. And, yeah. And, you know. And John Lennon, too. That's Yeah. One. Yeah. He's great. So I remember interviewing David Crosby. And he says fuck in like every sentence. <laughs> He's so funny. He and, is. Um, I've never seen him live. So ah, interesting. What was this moment all about? That was at the Boulder Theater. And that was his last concert there. And he was great. Like his voice sounded still the same. Mm-hmm. And I just, that picture, I just absolutely could feel how into it he was. You know, he just like... That was probably the best I'd seen him solo because I've seen him solo a bunch. And I photographed him with Crosby, Stills, Nash at Red Rocks. And it was when I first became house photographer at Red Rocks back in the late 90s. And we have to do this backstage photo there where you're taking a picture of them getting the piece of the rock. Mm -hmm. And he was back there and he was just like, is this the house photographer? And 
my boss is like, yeah. And he's like, she won't do. And I was just, really? I was freaking out. I was wow. just like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? He's like, she's much too beautiful. She's going to distract me. I'm <laughs> like, okay, David, mm-hmm. you know, like, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. The funny part is, like, I thought he was so old that he was probably, like, my age now. But um, I was like, oh, ha, ha, So then he comes on stage and he's, like, going, like, you know, pretending he's taking pictures of me and stuff <laughs> when he's on stage. And it was just, like, he's such a, like, jokester yeah, he's guy. Him. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. a ham and he's just, like kind of an asshole at the same time but mm-hmm. cool yeah. you know he just doesn't give a shit like he's just who he is and but the one at the boulder theater it was really beautiful it was like a really really special concert that night that i shot that photo and and he looked good too because a couple times i've shot him and he, he didn't look so great but yeah. he looked like he's healthy and he's been through hell and back yeah exactly yeah um what strikes me most about this photo two things one is that the light is really only in his face. Mm-hmm. And that's metaphorical too. Mm-hmm. Because the expression could either be that you're singing or you're being born mm-hmm. or you're having sex mm-hmm. or you're dying. Like mm-hmm. one of that's those. That's true. It's, it's intense. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I like the half shadow thing too. I'm a big fan of like half mm-hmm. lit faces. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I love that picture. Have you ever had a hard time? taking photos of someone you know because you were so starstruck well when i first started my one of my first big shows was the who and Mm. that was the first time i was kind of like starstruck and also there was a bunch of big guys working for like (laughs) news outlets that kind of crowded me out and i Mm. had just started so i was kind of just like getting run over and not really realizing how it worked but just seeing pete townsend come out in front of me you know i was just like oh my god because i loved the who growing up and that was the first the first big concert i shot was metallica and that's the one that got me my job at red rocks and that was really cool too and it was all just such a blur because it was just so huge it It was at my high stadium it was called monster was it called Monster Monsters Fest? of Rock. Monsters of Rock Tour. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And it, it was really cool. But then when I went to shoot The Who, it was just like, I can't believe I'm standing in front of The Who, you mm. know? So it was pretty cool. Okay, album number four. Van Halen, their first album. It's just such a rock album, and it just brings me right back to, like, high school. And, yeah. you know, just everything I love about rock and roll. I love Eddie. I used to love David. Now I'm like, Bleh. But at the time, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, David Lee Roth, like the splits he would do. And, yeah. you know, the drummer is just amazing with the big gong and mm-hmm. just everything and about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so cool. And it's just the, the way that album starts. And, you know, it's just, like, such a great. It's so a many, party is what it is. It really it's, is. It's like it's an hour-long party. And it just brings it's one of those albums that brings you back to a mm. moment in time like so much you know yeah. so much so i just i love it and i feel like if i had that on and i was stuck in this cabin i would just be like dancing and jamming out yeah. and can do my workout and all what, of that what did you think of the van hagar period no, <laughs> no. Dave. Yeah. yeah because their songs were so different then you yeah. know yeah. like the songs changed i actually really liked 1984 because i was in high school then mm-hmm. and um it was like keyboard heavy and different but i still really liked it i thought like a lot of those songs were still a really great songs yeah i mean jump and yeah. you know panama and hot for teacher my daughter loves that song like that's what she was going to play at my show if she was playing it next year um so I loved that album, but then when they came, it was just like a whole different, it didn't even sound like the same band to me. Like the music yeah. was so different, you know? And we saw them, we got to take Isabella to see him because she loves um, Eddie. And we saw them at Red Rocks the last time they played at Red Rocks. And I'm so, and that's when I shot them once at Pepsi Center, but we were so far away, I didn't get anything useful. Mm-hmm. And they sounded terrible that night. But then when I saw them at Red Rocks, they sounded fantastic. I mean, it was such a great show and he played eruption like a killer version of yeah. eruption and it was she was like 12 at the time so it was great to yeah. see her with that and i got some great photos of him and all yeah. of them so i'm glad i got to do that especially since he passed i think the first album that i bought with with my own money uh that i had gotten from an allowance or something what was 1984 and i was in the first grade or second grade <laughs> and i got the tape and yeah, you know, the, the baby smoking. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, oh, I got to hide this. You know, yeah, my right. It's bad. And um, when Eddie passed away, it's one of those things where you don't even think about how important something was to you or what 
what it means to you or how much you used to be into it yeah. and, until you realize that it's gone. Yeah. And it just hit me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, and he, you know, I, I just expect older musicians to pass because they get old and they pass, but he was relatively young, you 65, know? Yeah. yeah. 65. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, it was exactly, exactly 65. That's crazy. Yeah. He sure, he, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I thought he was closer to like 55, but I yeah. guess that wouldn't work out math wise. <laughs> Because I think that first Van Halen came out in 78. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so you mentioned this this one. Oh, that's um not the one I thought. I, did I not give you B.B. King? That's no, crazy. no B.B. King here. Oh, my God. But that's you know, crazy. <laughs> I actually like this guy more than I like B.B. King. I love personally. him. I've been listening to Buddy him guys, so because... much lately. Yeah. Like, so much. I, I just, he's amazing. And I, I met him when I was in... College, I was bartending at a um, concert club in Cleveland. And yeah. Cleveland's really known for having a lot of blues because yeah. they come through that I-80 to go to Chicago. Yep. So there's like a direct line and he was there and they shut the show down because it was a fire hazard because there was way too many people there. So they had me take him some Cavassier mm. and he was all like, he got my number and my, <laughs> he wrote to me, I have postcards from him. Wow. He wanted me to come to Chicago and work at his blues club, but I love him. And this picture I love so much because I have so many pictures of him jamming out with making the face and the yeah. huge guitar solos. But this is so quiet. Like, and that's another mm. thing I like to do with my work is show the kind of in-between moments that that's are also very, very quiet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and he just looks so soulful in it, even though he's not playing, yeah. you know, like I don't always need like that action. Show. Exactly. Oh. And a lot of people I think don't think of that, you know, and for me, just the look on his face, again, just like with the George Clinton one, like the look on his face is so amazing. And yeah. and you can tell that he's really moved in that moment and how he has his hand, you know, by his heart. And yeah, yeah I've met him several times. I worked at, um, I worked for KBCO. I shot their Studio C's a long time ago when he came in there. I was actually pregnant and he was like, oh, let me get a picture with the pretty photographer. I was like, does he know I'm that same girl from Cleveland? Probably not, but he has a taste, I guess. So I got in the picture with him and Scott, who was the station manager over at KBCO, took these pictures of us on black and white film and mm. they're completely blurry, which oh. makes me so sad because I just think he is like the shit. Like he just, yeah. there's something about him and he's one of the only ones left in that genre, you know? Well, yeah. In case you missed it in the, in the conversation, we're talking about Buddy Guy. Buddy and guy. He's wearing his stereotypical <laughs> polka dot. Polka dot, which is uh, probably was a black and white shirt. It was, we'll yeah, it was. <laughs> yep. Um, I remember seeing him play at Jazz Fest um, in New Orleans with uh -huh. my dad, and he. I think he is the last living blues. Yeah. Man, you know. Yeah, he's like and, in his late 80s now. He's doing yeah. his like going away tour right now, so I'm really hoping to catch that. I've shot him a bunch of times, and that one was from the Boulder Theater, and it's. Oh wow. You know, That's I have some great course. ones from Red Rocks. I have some great ones from when he did Mile High Music Fest. He actually passed out, and they had to take him away. It was oh, terrible because wow. it was like so hot that day. It's yeah. like 100 degrees. Um, and he came out to the crowd, so I have pictures of him with the crowd around him. But out of all the ones, I chose to send you that one because, mm -hmm. like I said, it's just this, like, quiet, but it also just looks so heartfelt, the way he has his hand there and the he look on really his face. And exactly, yeah. And at the same time, when you see him live, it's like seeing Michael Jordan. It's like seeing somebody yeah, who knows exactly. that he's the best at what he does. Exactly. And he let me shoot the whole show, too. And a lot oh, of these wow. guys, Tom Petty did as well. Wow. So a lot of these guys that you know, are at the really top of their game, don't have the crazy rules that the mid-level people have. I feel like when people start getting famous, that's when I start seeing like three songs, you need to sign this, you know, right. but nothing with him. I sat there and shot the whole show right in front of him. He also probably knew I was the same girl yeah. from, you yeah. know, way back like, yeah. oh, hey, but yeah, he's just, he's just a cool, cool guy. I met his grandson in the elevator too when i was going to do that kbco thing he was just talking about guitar he was like nine years old yeah. i didn't know it was his grandson and he's just like well my grandpa teaches me how to do guitar i was like oh cool who's your grandpa he's like buddy guy i'm just like oh <laughs> oh that's a nice grandpa to have yeah. teach you guitar yeah. <laughs> okay so album number five this is your last choice oh I know god i had so for many for these yeah. and i still don't know like mm -hmm. i, I kind of want to do a Jimi hendrix but mm -hmm. i kind of want to do 
Muddy Waters because I love blues so yeah, much. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, I also like Guns N' Roses meant so much to me. And Neil Young has always been one of my all-time favorites. But then it's like, what album do you pick of his? Because yeah, I love like all of the albums. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to have to go with Muddy Waters just because it's just totally different than the others. And mm-hmm. it's just pure American blues, yeah. which I really like. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. Okay. The last question actually is, um, you get your five albums and your food and water, but as long as you can carry it while you're like running up a canyon or something, uh, you get one more item. And you bring a camera. How's that going to work out though? There's something. There's always (laughs) something (laughs) because if you don't have it, then you're pissed. Right. That is what I've learned is that Every time I don't have my camera, I'm like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. You know, so you just never know. What if the Yeti came to see me and I didn't have a camera, yeah. you know? Yeah. What if Jesus came? Like, you have no idea. So yeah. I feel like you should always, always, always have a camera if yeah. you're a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like for you, you're so close with cameras that even if you ran out of film or whatever just having it exactly just pretending i've done that before actually and i have a i have a roll of film in my purse and i have a roll of film in my car that i don't touch those are like my emergency rolls because there's nothing worse than not having it you know so i would have it and then i would keep that one just in case because you just never know and that's something i learned shooting concerts is never ever take your last shot like don't waste your last shot, you know, because I only bring a certain amount of film to concerts because I also don't want to just sit there spraying photos. Yeah. So I want to discipline myself. But there's nothing worse than if they're like, oh, you could shoot the whole show now. And you're like, crap. So I always keep it in my car yeah. and I can go get it. Or I always keep that one shot just in case. So there's times I leave on number 35 instead of number 36 mm-hmm. because I don't want to waste it. Because if something happens right before, you're like, damn it. Because sometimes you're just trying to use up your role. You know that yeah. you're at the end of your third song and you're like, oh, I, I only shot 10 shots because I have had that before where there's just nothing happening, which I know sounds crazy with the concert. But it's just like sometimes it's just like the light's terrible or they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I went to shoot Wolf Brothers, <laughs> love Bob Weir and everything, but it was just no action. Just yeah. And it's like come on, move your head, like put your hand up, yeah, do, like, something. do something. So I always try to keep that one last shot just because there's nothing worse than something great happening. You're like, damn it. I wasted it on, you know, five shots of him just standing there. So, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank and, you for having and, me. This was really, you're yeah. a good interviewer. Uh-huh. I've had some bad ones, but this was great. <laughs> well, I, I didn't ask you to share the dirt. No, but, you uh, didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for people to... Um, hear the story behind the person yeah. who captures the story. That's yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate it. It was great. Yeah. I'll give you another hour. Gotta run. Gotta fly away. That was my chat with the amazing Lisa Siciliano. Um, it is pretty funny that some of the best uh, concert photographers in Colorado have such a, um, Italian names. You got Emanuele Siciliano. So... Multiple guys. Um, look Lisa up at dogdaysphoto.com, and that is D-A-Z-E. Uh, Lisa is known for her great rock concert photos, but she also does great graduation photos, engagement photos, and all that good stuff. Um, thanks for listening to Mile High Stash, and please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. It really does go a long way. We will talk to you next Monday, as usual. Everything will fall I wanna go back to Montreal